Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey guys, it's Walter Montero here, and happy November. It's November 2017. I know we're closing in on the uh, year. We've certainly had a pretty uh, wild ride in terms of what's going on in the local real estate markets. We've been challenged with a couple of different mortgage rules that are obviously going to be coming into place in January of 2018, and hopefully that won't have too much of an impact on the market, but I believe it will have some sort of impact. Anyway, uh, just to sort of uh, quickly go over the stats with you for Cambridge and Kitchener-Waterloo markets, Cambridge closed out October with 160 unit sales. Kitchener closed it out with 444, so uh, market was down a little bit for both and in comparison to the year prior, it was down significantly, anywhere from 15 to 20% or a little over 20%. New listings that came on to the Cambridge board were 242 units. In Kitchener, there were 618. And of course, they closed out the uh, month with 304 active listings in Cambridge and 735 in Kitchener. The average price in Kitchener right now is sitting at $441,320. And in Cambridge, it's sitting at 444,352. So the market is up obviously quite a bit over last year, respectively. They're anywhere between 13 to 17% higher. So significantly higher. Market's going up and, uh, you know, obviously at a pace that uh, the government is probably not too comfortable with. Months of inventory Cambridge is sitting at about 1.9 months of inventory, and Kitchener Waterloo is sitting at 1.66. So again, uh, just to sort of reiterate, uh, experts tell us that anything less than six months of inventory is still a very strong seller's market, and uh, that's still very much the case. So what's in store for us for the new year? Well, I, I think we're in store for some challenges, that's for sure, because the new benchmark rate is going to kick in. And right now, the benchmark rate, which is 4.99%, applies to people that are buying properties with less than 20% down. So regardless of the rate that they agree to pay, which is otherwise referred to as the contract rate, they have to qualify as if the rate was 4.99%. In the new year, that's going to apply to people right across the board, regardless of your down payment. In fact, it's going to be a little bit screwy in terms of how they do that, because basically it's going to be the benchmark rate or a 2% higher than what you're agreeing to pay, the greater of the two. So what you can actually see here, folks, is you'll have a situation where people with smaller down payments may actually qualify at a lower rate than somebody with a higher down payment. So just for an example, so if you got less than 20% down, so if you're putting down 19% down on a property, you have to qualify for a rate of 4.99%. If you put down 20%, you've got to qualify for a rate of 5.09%, which is basically about 2 percentage points higher than 3.09, which is about the best conventional rate we can get right now in the market today, obviously subject to change. So it's it's a weird thing. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to play it out. I think there's probably going to be some lending institutions that are probably going to mess around with amortizations. And as you know, amortizations tend to lower the monthly payment and monthly obligation. So it'll be able to raise that number. But nonetheless, the bottom line is borrowers will be able to borrow less money in 2018 than they can borrow in 2017. So I'm sure that it will have some impact on the market as to how much we're not sure. Because really in the grand scheme of things, when we look at our local market here, these are bread and butter homes. Uh, and when I say bread and butter homes in comparison to Toronto, Toronto's average price is, I think, a little under a million dollars now because it's obviously been challenged. 
but um, our average price is sitting at 444. So you you will probably see a, certainly a bigger rush into lower price properties, which may in effect with the supply and demand rules actually have an upward pressure on the market. The only other concerns I have, of course, is that people may wait to buy. And when that happens, obviously supply is going to increase, which will have pressure on prices. The other thing that concerns me, which I think is actually kind of ironic, is that these rules apply to everybody and that includes new investors. So if you're looking to invest in a piece of property, these rules apply to you just like they apply to a home buyer. That means that you may not qualify to buy that income property that you're looking to buy. So what does that do in the big picture? In the big picture, what that does is it means that there'll be less rental properties available for renters. So if supply and demand rules kick in again, then of course you're going to see upward pressure on rents. Now, here's the interesting part. Earlier this year, the government implemented a foreign buyer's tax. So 15% tax on uh, non-residents buying properties here. Now, what's very interesting is a lot of these non-resident buyers tend to be cash buyers. So they typically don't borrow any money. I have not verified that, but I can tell you from my personal experience, many of those guys are just looking to park money and they park it in Canada. So here's what the government is almost doing is they're making it harder for Canadians to buy properties. And then what ends up happening is these offshore or foreign buyers come in and buy properties for rental purposes and they get to rent them to us at a premium because we no longer qualify for a mortgage. Now, you're probably thinking, well, hold it here. They still have the 15% foreign buyers tax. Well, folks, these are foreign buyers. One of the number one countries that buys in Canada is the United States. Don't forget, we're sitting at about a 75, 76 cent dollar. So they're already, they already have an advantage in terms of buying in Canada. A 15% foreign buyer's tax is really irrelevant. It's not a good move on the government's part, and I'm not quite sure where they're coming from, but um, we'll see how it plays out. These things are always challenged, uh, like the mortgage business and the real estate business are challenged with new rules and, and rates all the time, and, and uh, let's see how it plays out. I'm probably not as pessimistic as I was when I first started learning about these rules. I'm hoping that lending institutions will probably put some things into effect to lower payments in terms of longer amortizations. So we'll probably see that. One other thing I think we'll see is a real resurgence of private money. So you'll see a lot more private lenders into the marketplace, helping buyers get into homes. So the only problem with that, I guess, is that the rates are a little bit higher, but nonetheless, you are able to get into a home should you want to get into one. And then, of course, the other thing is, is that these rules really only apply to federally mandated lenders or financial institutions. So one of the institutions that that doesn't apply to is obviously credit unions. So credit unions do not have to play by these rules. So Will they continue to do that? That uh, is the question, I guess. But at the moment, credit unions will have the latitude to not apply those rules. And obviously, as uh, mortgage brokers, we're going to be seeking out mortgages from them a little more than we have in the past. We've supported credit unions quite a bit, but we'll probably support them even more. So that's really what's unfolding. 2018 should be an interesting year. I've been in the business 30 years, and quite honestly, I cannot recall a time in the marketplace that had such crazy lifts in terms of values. 
I got in in 1987. The market between 1985 and 1990, uh, I think, rose somewhere around 17, 18% a year. So that was a five-year run. And um, we've had some crazy runs here. I think in local market here, we've gone up over 50% in the last two years. So it's a significant amount. So let's see how it plays out. The one thing's for sure is people always have to buy homes. People always have to sell homes. And um, it's just the way that they do it is probably what's going to change. Of course, the other thing that you're probably going to see is uh, probably a uh, resurgence of vendor take back mortgages. This is where a seller of a home will actually hold a mortgage for you, maybe in primary or in secondary position, which obviously wouldn't make the rules applicable. So it, it's interesting to see how this will all play out. I am an optimistic person, and I think that um, this will probably be a little bit of a challenge to the market, but nonetheless, we will survive. And um, if you have any questions for me or Karen with regards to real estate or mortgages, please do not hesitate to give us a call. You can reach us at the office, 519-624-9222, or you can reach us on email, and uh, those email addresses will be at the end of this podcast. Folks, I hope that's helpful to you, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or walter at MaximumResults.ca or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email karen at karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, R as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week.